Welcome to another episode of Talk Matters. I'm your host slash co-host, Andy Oxy. And I'm your host slash co-host, Matthew Rook. This is Talk Matters, and this episode we're going to be talking about our drug issues in this country and in this state. Let's get going. So Andy and I did the intro, and then he remembered the Dare song from school, and we had to look it up. And let me just tell you, one, that's like the straight edge anthem for kids that are straight edge. Two, that song slaps so hard. I think the only thing it's missing is a guitar solo in it, bro. It needs a breakdown, too. Yeah. Other than that, though, lyrics are spot on. <laughs> I, we're gonna try to slip that song in somewhere <laughs> in this episode because that's that was too funny and it brought back so many memories and um you know i'm probably sounding like an asshole right now because i'm laughing at a song that's supposed to educate people on not doing drugs mainly kids but uh sorry sorry when w- when you hear the chorus you'll understand <laughs> i'm not even gonna try to sing it i, I just won't <laughs> you do it. Ruin I, w- it. No, I don't want to do it. i won't do it justice um so <laughs> but yeah so, but, I mean, this is a serious topic, you know, we just kind of wanted to add, I guess, add a little comic relief to start yeah. off, I guess. True, so, true. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, here we are, 2018, and, uh, wow, L- look at, look at, uh. Drugs are still running look pretty at our, rampant. Look at our fentanyl and our heroin overdoses. Yeah. I mean, un- I mean, <laughs> I mean, y- I mean, how many people have you at least heard of? You know that are ODing. I mean, there's. I've heard of quite a few. Few people I know. Uh, yeah, people I know too. I mean, and not only that, it's you know, I mean, me and what I do, I s- I see it every single day. Um, and I mean, Matt and I, why well I brought this topic up to Matt, um, I kind of because one thing Matt and I will both agree on is we on this show do not do politics. Yeah. At all. And. Although I will say I, I'm very happy that we're very, like we're very good friends and we have complete opposite opinions. Yes, but we. You know, I think that sh- actually makes the friendship stronger. Yeah, and for this show, you know, and I feel like too, it's such a saturated thing, and everyone talks about politics all, all the time. Yeah, all the time. That's true. No matter where, I I, I can't go one day. Oh, I know. Someone's gonna have some sort of rant. Or something. I've actually. Rant. I'm actually, I know it's a little off topic, but I'm uh, debating whether or not to, like, delete some of my news apps and, like, delete, unfollow some of the news people Dude, on Dude, I know, you know what, I have two. I mean, it's just, it's so annoying, it's it's depressing, and you hear about it all the time, it's like, yeah. I just want to live my life and peace, and, you know, I don't, you know, and someone can have a different opinion than me, that's fine, but. Can we know. at least say this is probably the most obnoxious kind of presidency i'm not even like taking slam at like the oh president dude. himself but i'm just saying like everything in general 
Both sides. Really. Both sides, media, everything is just like a shit storm. And it's yeah. so annoying. Yeah. I wish they would go back to, uh, I mean, like, free. I mean, everyone has freedom of speech, but like, back when our parents were growing up, the news people read the news and just. That, that was, was it. it. They kept their opinions out of it. Exactly. They, you know, and. Now they have all these different segments where they bring on people, and like, I'm a little annoyed that, I mean, like, obviously people are allowed to say what they need to say. Yeah. They, they don't even bring on, like, journalists anymore. They just bring on these celebrities, and they just all yeah. pop off at the mouth. I'm like, well, okay, well here's a they're problem. allowed to have their opinion and stuff, but, but if you're looking for in-depth, like, political stances or, like, political they should have just insight, one segment on get it some people something. who have, like, a political background. Right, and it's, and it's kind of like a lot of them are out of touch with most people. And, like, the one thing I will say, like, I had a lo- like I have a lot of respect for, like, Mark Wahlberg, just, like, on and off the screen. But like he he hit the nail on the head. He goes, "Why do people care what we think? We're celebrities. Like, we're so out of touch with the normal person, right? Because they're multimillionaires." And he's so right. Like, and that's like one right. of the very few people like that when they like talk about that stuff that I actually like listen to, just because they try to be fair about it. And he actually tries to stay out of politics. So I, I mean, I can appreciate that. And you know, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion, but at the same point in time, trying to force your opinion and all that t- type of stuff just it just. You know, it's just, it's just it's very annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, going to uh, what you wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Matt and I, we don't talk politics, but for our state of Ohio, we're having a um, an issue, issue one, and it's basically going to decriminalize possession of um, of hard drugs such as heroin, fentanyl, PCP. Um, LSD is not big, but, um, you know. Will that be on the list? Yeah, pretty much every hard drug from what I've read, morphine, uh, pretty much all the opiates, uh, angel dust, all Really, that really quick stuff. before we go into more of this, can I ask, like, why is marijuana a Schedule 1 with heroin? You know, and I don't agree with that. I don't either. I don't, you know what? I, don't, I never understood why. I don't I agree. Know if maybe you have some. Now, I, I do, I will say that if you if you have a little, like, a little bit of amount or whatever, like, it's still against the law, you know what right. I mean? Um, and all that. It's, you know, I, I p- who knows? I mean, I know they're really trying to push decriminalization. I'm pretty sure Canada just decriminalized it, marijuana, just recently. Yeah. Um, I mean, me personally, I guess I'm on the fence about it whether we should or shouldn't. I mean, I think right now it's where we are as a country and as a culture and as a society in our, this country. I think it's kind of where it should be because it's basically a very minor ticket right now. Right. Unless you have over um, 99 grams, which is a felony, because then it's considered trafficking, which I do 100% agree with that. Yeah, I mean, there's a because certain, that's there's not a for cer- self-use. There's a certain yeah. point where, it's, you know, you realize yeah. that's self-use or that's distributing. R- right, and there's a difference. So that that I can fully support. And I think, but with this, with this, with this law, this isn't targeting marijuana at all. It's this is targeting, excuse me, these big, like deal, these bad, bad drugs. Right. And they're trying to do it because, and I get it. I think the idea of getting people rehabilitated and try to get these people off the drugs. It's one of those things where it's. While it's they have good intentions, I highly doubt it will work. I'm 
almost next to positive. I do not think it'll work. Whoa, personally. whoa, whoa. Just the decriminalization and how lax they want to do the laws. I mean, I think that they're, I think there's something that they could put on the laws to make it so that, you know, you get help, but it needs to be more strict than kind of what they're pushing. Because from what I read, it was, um, I believe, I'll try to pull it up here real quick, but I'm pretty sure it was something like they had to, um, if they weren't, um, Sorry, my phone's going to like all these crazy places. Mm. I'm trying to read it from, uh, this is from the Dayton Daily News. So this is out of Ohio. It's published October 3rd of this year, 2018. Um, it's basically saying that it would, this is exactly exact wording, convert felony four and five drug possession and drug use crimes to misdemeanors with no jail time for the first and second offenses committed within 24-month period. So if you would be caught with heroin Tw- twice, twice, it's, it's a, a slap on the wrist. Ba- well, I w- it's not like a j- it's not as you'd still get in trouble. But what they would try to do is they would try to put you into some rehabilitation. But and then also here it says prohibit judges from sending people to prison if they violate probation with something other than a new crime, um, and like such as like missing. Say you have an appointment to rehabilitation. Say you miss your rehab or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you can't get like. That won't count as like a probation violation, which I, I think w- that should probably I warrant a probation violation. Yeah, and then it says cut prison times except for like major crimes like murder, rape, and child molestation. So they're trying. W- basically, what it sounds like to me is that they're trying to make these jails less crowded and save the state money. I think that's kind of what it boils down to and i think they're trying to like sugarcoat it by saying oh we want to help these people the problem is though you you have an addiction especially of drug drugs are the hardest addictions to break you know and and i just especially a lot of people that i've dealt with that have had addictions Uh uh-huh they don't want to they do not want to kick that addiction well right they have no desire the mind there it's it's called the addict mind Right, and they're so far deep into it. There's, that's all they know. Right, and they don't want to. They don't want to change. Right, and they that's don't. and that's solely because of the addict mind. I mean, deep down, I'm not going to go too far into it. Yeah, yeah, there is guilt and there's uh, you know, wanting to change, sure. but the addictive mind is way more powering than the logical mind. Yeah, and I could, and that's that's what I see. And a lot of these people, and I know people that have worked in the actual jails, corrections officers, and they will sp- they have spoken to these people that were in jail for not drug trafficking, just having possession of heroin and methamphetamines and all these other drugs. And they're like, so when you get out, you're going to you know go clean or stay clean? They're like, nope, I'm going to go find the, the dealer on the nearest corner and get some me some more yeah, well and go right back to it. Yeah. So... I can, like I said, I can understand how you want to help these people to maybe get them out of that mindset, but just to completely give it a slap on the wrist and go, oh, well, you know, you have to go to rehab, and if you miss it once, oh, well, slap on the wrist. Like, no. Right. To me, you've shown already that you're, you're doing it, and then on top of missing your rehab, obviously you don't care. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think the scariest part, though, like, it's the same topic, but like the scariest part is when addicts d- 
don't use for a while. Yeah. And they go back, they still think their body can do the same amount as what yeah, like that's even a good when point. they're in their like good point. even if they're in the rock bottom. Yes. And they're they're using like a lot. Once your body starts to change itself back into not having that poison in your body. And then your your body gets comfortable with that, and you're not poisoning yourself. And you get back out, and you poison yourself in that way. You were at rock when you were at rock bottom. That's where you see a lot of overdoses. And I know a lot of it's fentanyl too, but like your body cannot take that anymore. Like I'm not encouraging it at all. Mm-hmm. But if let's say a heroin addict went back and started do using again, they would literally have to start from square one. They cannot go back to that big heavy dose that their body was used right, to. Right. It's kind of like you know when someone starts to develop. An alcohol addiction. It's right. the same exact thing. Exactly. But, you know, you you can't, you know, it might take them like three or four Jack Daniels before uh-huh. they start feeling a buzz. Whereas, yeah. you know, someone that's really never drank before, they drink like three shots and they're lit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, sorry. Just the wording you said. So. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I didn't mean any of that. No, you're, no, you're fine. Lit. You're fine. But no, yeah, really. Lit. No, I meant like, the, you know, like it's super intoxicated oh, very yeah, quickly. Sure. But, um, yeah, I just... I understand the whole saving the state money, not putting on those people, but at the same point in time, I just don't think that it's there to actually help these people. I think it's there to save money. So I think what they need to do is they really have to try to um, still hold these people accountable, but like put them in jails, but then make them while they're in jail, force them, because they're not going to be by the drugs anyway. So be like, listen, we'll let you out early, but you have to complete this program or whatever. And then if you mess up again and you're in again, then then you'd have to start thinking of other things. And like I said, I don't have an idea what they could do. Maybe if they violate that, I haven't really thought about it that much, but do something more intense, something. Well, so then, well then do you think that um, those jails should get some kind of, or funding to have those yes. kind of programs? Yes, absolutely. Because um, I get it. Like, I would, me as a taxpayer, I would rather them, you know, spend, do what they have to do in jail, but then get rehabilitated. And it wouldn't be easy for them. It wouldn't be, well, all right, you're in jail. And then, yeah, me. you're in jail. And oh, then, you know, you go through this 24 month program or whatever, and then you're good. or And then you can go out of jail. Like, no, I think. You know, you give them a certain amount of time, give the, make them pass it, make them stay in jail for a while, because that'll help, because they won't be able to be on the street getting these drugs. It's like a sober house, but in jail. Right. But you're also getting the support, all that right, stuff, right. while you're in jail. And then, once they complete their prison sentence, then let them out. Um, but yeah, I mean, and and here's my here's my biggest problem with the actual criminal part of it, is if you let these people get slaps on the wrist like this... Most of these people are in the inner cities. Most of these people that are doing these drug offenses, because everyone always points at heroin and fentanyl. Yes, biggest problem right now. But people are doing PCP, which is also called wet. Mm -hmm. You have people that are doing cocaine, crack cocaine. Do you guys see crocodile at all? No. But But you see people doing crack and all these other things on the street, and... You know they're they need they need money to get that addiction. It's that a lot of those other drugs are mostly being used in the inner city. So what you have to do is what's going to happen is you go to the inner city. A lot of people don't have a lot of money like they do out in the suburbs, right? 
So then a lot of people that you're letting out on the street, guess where they're going to start going to get their money? To the suburbs. Because people in the suburbs t- typically have more money. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, it's so pretty I'm easy for these people. It could be easy for these people to... God, I feel like I'm giving advice, but I'm really not. But, like, yeah. you know, teenagers are very gullible. Yeah, yeah. Buying that stuff off of, you know... You know, white suburban kids mm-hmm. buying the stuff off of uh oh abs- absolutely drug the, dealers like suburban the, kids, the, yeah. these suburban kids traveling through the inner cities just to I've heard of it I've and seen then, it and then <laughs> really I've seen oh yeah oh yeah absolutely Jesus. I, and so you know, well what's your this might be kind of a if, iffy topic but what's your stance on Narcan you don't have to answer I just I'm just my curious. stance on Narcan like what do you think is um, I have two different opinions, and they contradict each is, other. I think for um, uh, first responders, definitely issue to them because they come in contact with these people. There was a um, a Columbus. Oh, I've heard some really bad. There was a Columbus that. officer that got. He actually didn't get in contact with fentanyl or heroin. It was actually meth, and he started to basically OD on meth because he had touched this female that was selling it to someone else and they caught her they arrested her but she had it i don't know if it's in her pockets or on her clothing and he started basically overdosing on meth because he came in contact and they hit him with narcan didn't do anything obviously because narcan is only for fentanyl or heroin mostly heroin yeah so wait so wait how did the meth I get in contact like when it just she touched had him? i think she had it on her and he just touched her and it got on his skin um, oh, probably went through like a cut or something. Yeah, a cut or maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't know exactly know how Jesus. meth works, but yeah. it was like direct. I don't know if it's direct contact or right, maybe right. he put it. He rubbed his eye or something. I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't I know you. exactly. No, but got you. it got in his system and he almost he almost died. Yeah. Um, well, I've heard stories. I mean, like right. I, I heard of a police officer who they did come in contact with a, a person who had overdosed on heroin and there was fentanyl in it. It got on him, and he yeah. didn't realize it. Like I think he got like on his collar or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I like the that. the odor went up into his nose or something. I forget. I don't. I don't know how yeah. that works. And yeah. he started overdosing. They had to give him like two or three Narcan just to yeah. you know, revive him from an OD. Yeah. Dude, that is insane. Yeah, like I think for these first responders, they, sh- you know, absolutely carry them all the time. Yeah. Um, I know most police officers in our area do. Do okay. Um and uh. You know, I think for first responders, but I, I don't think, I think there was. I want to say it was Middletown, Ohio, or Middleton, yeah. which I, th- I think that's like an Amish country. Uh huh. There, one of their council people proposed a, um, I don't know if it was like a bill or a law that was like, if we show up to your house, the EMS shows up to your house, after two times to Narcan, oh, yeah, you, we're not giving you Narcan. We're not showing up to your house anymore. Really. And, um, this is in Ohio. Yes. Okay. But it didn't pass. But that was a couple of years ago, right when it started getting big and all mm-hmm. that. But, um, I mean, a lot of people can say, "Well, that's bad." Well, it's like, yeah, but at the same point in time, I don't know the exact number, uh, like as far as dollars that the state and all these cities have spent on using Narcan and Narcan these people at EMS firefighters, police officers, saving these people. But um, I know that it was over millions of dollars. Wasn't there something that said, like, drugstores were just going to have them behind the counter? I didn't hear that, but I could believe it. 
I could have sworn I heard it somewhere, so don't quote me on that, but I swear mm-hmm. I heard it somewhere. Yeah, it's a huge money grab um, by these by these basically yeah. these companies, but because they're abusing of a situation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, like I like I said, I think it's good that the first responders have them in case they come in contact with these people and that happens. Right. That's definitely. But I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I'm mixed. Where you know, do do we do something where after three basically three strikes and you're out? You know what I mean? And just screw that That's person. That's like a. I guess that's like a moral slash ethical dilemma right. when it comes to that. Right, you but know, then it's like but then I, I understand both right, sides. Right, but then the counter argument is, well, we've already given you two chances, and you keep not learning from your mistake. So, but then the yeah. other, but then the other thing to that is, well, should someone die over that? Right, right. You know, maybe we should help this person out. I know it's 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 a tough ethical dilemma. Right. So, like I said, like, like Narcan when. I, when I I don't know how long Narcan's been around, but yeah, I remember when people when I remember when people start really started talking about it. A lot of people were obviously for and against it, and they still are. But the one thing I kept hearing the most was like, um, oh shoot, I had it. <laughs> hmm, I just keep going. I'll think of it. Yeah, but Narcan. Oh, I got it. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. People were, people were like. Well, I think it's great, and then others were like, "Well, I think we're just enabling people to keep doing heroin." Right. Uh. Right, and it's yeah, and that's where I can see both sides. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, you know, I, when it comes to like heroin and fentanyl, I mean, it's it's bad. I mean, I mean, do you know kind of how the ec- epidemic started? Do you kind do you kind of um, know how? I heard a few things, but I don't fully yeah, know. From what I know. It kind of started when Where from? people started abusing pain pills. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant like the origin. I'm like, I have no idea. But no. no. And that's, yeah, that's the people pain go pill, in and get like pain surgery. Pill get, yeah, get surgery or something for the pain pill epidemic. And, you know, they keep getting, they get addicted to these Percocets and these other opiates. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then their doctor denies them or whatever because like, no, like you should be off of this by now. Yeah, but they're giving them something so powerful. Even right. if you don't even have an addiction, right? That's how powerful they are. And right. Because it's it's it, it, here's the worst part: you're giving it to some people who don't even know if they have an addictive personality. Right. And, and then they're hooked. Right. And you know, well, while those doctors cut them off, well, they couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah, so they go searching for heroin. So then they're like, "Oh, what's similar to that? Oh, heroin." Exactly. And bam, there it goes. And it's cheaper. Yeah. So, and they, they just get them some I cash, and bam. I could be wrong on the type of drug, but my buddy uh, had, like, some, I don't think it was throat surgery, but he had something, because he, it was it was surgery for sleep apnea. Mm. Oh, probably got, like, his, uh, what's that thing called, like, atenoids or whatever it's something called? Something got out. Yeah. And they gave him uh, codeine, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Okay. He told me, like, four days into taking this stuff, he had to stop. Because he could tell he was starting to get like pretty dependent on it, and he after he stopped, he was withdrawing. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus, dude, he's not even an addictive person. Like, one of someone, someone I know, um, he he had he had a very rare, two very rare health conditions to where he was like 20, 21, he had to get both his knees replaced. Oh my god. Yeah. When he's he uh, he's older than he's a, he's a few years older than me, but he um. He get both his knees replaced, and then he had like a, some blood clot or something in the surgery, and he almost died. 
for this like double knee replacement or whatever. He's like a bunch of rods and metal stuff in his knees. Jeez. But he basically was prescribed for a very long time. So I think he's like third in his early thirties now. So, and so did he, probably did like he struggle with ago. any of? So he told me that he got prescribed like opiates. And, uh. and he took them for it wasn't just like a couple weeks he goes it was like six months or something the pain was that bad he had yes. to take it for six and months and he was out of work for that long oh my because God. He's, he basically got a full kneecap replacement his whole knee mm-hmm. was completely replaced pretty much well he said alright so then they told him alright man <coughs> you gotta be careful when you're coming off this stuff because right. it's very powerful and you're gonna start getting withdrawals and you feel sick <laughs> and he he said, you know, it took about the first two days were, like, were bad. Yeah. He was, like, throwing up, feeling mm-hmm. like flu-like symptoms. And then he said it, it was about two weeks before he fully got out of the symptoms. But he told me, he goes, these people that are addicted to heroin, he goes, they have weak minds. He goes, think about it. He goes, I was on those for six months or whatever, several months. And he goes, and he goes, basically, I kicked it, like, the full effects in two weeks. And he goes, it really, w- he goes, it was hard, but he goes, it wasn't something that was like they make it out. These addicts make it out to be. Well, yeah, and I guess my counter argument to that would like I I agree, but like I, if I had to counter argue, I'd have to say like uh, a lot of mental health plays into that. Sure. Like I understand like the the weakness, but then like you know people who are s- severely uh, have severe mental health issues are looking for something to escape that. True. And, a lot know, of and you know what they do. A lot of you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. And I will say though, like I'm, not, I'm not dogging no, him at all. No, I understand. That is something tough to right. come off. Right. Right. With someone that's not doesn't have mental health issues, right. that you know, it's easier for them. Exactly. Yeah. But like you said, and I will say that most people that I've dealt with with mental health, um, the way they get away from the mental health is alcohol. That's like their number one choice yep. because you don't have to find a dealer. Guess what? You just go to a convenience store on the corner. Bam. Yep. There you go. So it's right there. Um, I remember I actually had a conversation with this this kid. Um, this guy oh, was talking. He's like, you know, I always feel bad for alcoholics. And I was like, why is that? He goes, because alcohol is advertised everywhere. Yeah. And it's at the local gas station. You can TV. go right down the state. He's like, for me, he's a he's a recovering heroin addict. He's like, yeah. for me, I have to go seek out heroin. Right. I have to go to shady neighborhoods and all that stuff. And you can just go to a gas station. And it's it's and you can die from your from the detox and i i could but it's a lot more dangerous to detox from alcohol and i was like <laughs> yeah you got a you got a pretty good point there yeah like it's crazy like i've heard i mean i don't know much about you know alcoholism as far uh-huh. as being addicted but i mean i've i'm not sure if this is right or not but i've heard that like people like they legitimately they still had to keep drinking because if they just flat out cut it off right 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 it, it was like kill them right so like they had still had to get they just had to like cut back real slow. Dude, yeah, it was. It's like, uh, I guess you could say, like, weaning yourself off slowly. Yeah. <laughs> from alcohol by drinking alcohol, it seems like. Right. And that that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, it's and you, it's crazy where a lot of these chemicals come from are plants. Yeah. Like that's crazy. I know. I mean, fentanyl though is like lab created. Oh okay. Guess it has like some heroin in it too. I mean, obviously it has opiates in it, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I just I don't know. With but the just th- real sorry. Just just good. think about it, though. You're so far into your addiction 
that when you're sitting there, it wh- whether you do it with the, the needle or you know smoking or the, with the spoon, you're sitting there going, "This is literally Russian roulette." Yeah. But you don't care because you need to get that high. You need to get the high. How crazy is that? Like I, I like I try to picture myself in that that type of addict's mind. Like, all right, this needle's going into my vein. This could be it. I could get a good high, or I, I might die. Like yeah. that's that's literally, the, that's literally the two options. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I can either get high or I can get high and die. Right. Like that's. And I've actually heard this that a lot of people will overdose on purpose because when they get Narcan, that's the best high. Get out, really? I have heard that on a few occasions. So people like to get Narcan because it gives them a, it adds to their high of them overdosing on on opiates. And see, but you can't you can't I'm not saying you, but like right. no one can normally tell me that's just a normal person who's not dealing with any sort of mental health issue to be like wanting that high because well, like dude that's so crazy well that you I, I, you know what though i think i could be wrong i mean i can see the mental health part but i just think like you said there's people that just have addictive personalities mm-hmm. or just people that have tried heroin and they just got hooked oh yeah you know what i mean I that happened to one of my friends yeah like you don't i don't think you necessarily have to have a mental have any mental problems to to feel a certain way on heroin because I think it has similar effects now might increase. Oh no, I, I guess I meant like I, I think I worded that wrong. I guess I meant like I don't feel like the average person would want to overdose. But I c- oh, like right. I said, I could be wrong. You know, maybe mm-hmm. someone who is struggling a little bit more was like, yo, or maybe just maybe just the ad- addictive minds like, yo, we're gonna get a sick high if we get Narcan. Let's right. open this. Like I don't know. I'm. I haven't been in that ad- that kind of addict's brain before, so. Yeah, like I know. I actually think they had a thing. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look this up really fast okay. before I s- before I say it. But I think there was a thing called. I just want to double check this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this was a thing. Okay, so there was a thing, and I, I wanted to double-check and make sure um, that there was something called a Narcan party, which is where a bunch of heroin addicts would go together and overdose on purpose and Narcan each other back to life. So. All right, so from a legal standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people who will be in trouble for that. Yeah, well, think about it. If someone dies, guess what you're getting charged with? Yeah, Voluntary manslaughter, right. more than likely. Dude, that is literally... That's or or, I'm or you're getting charged with something like that or involuntary. You'll get charged with something. That's literally um, well, actually you could Russian even roulette. I'm not yeah, even Yeah, you could even be... Yeah, because you're basically planning to kill someone. So you could actually even be charged with murder or aggravated murder. It just depends on the circumstances. That's insane, dude. Yeah, because... So you've never come across Crocodile? No. That's... I've never... I know what it is, that's good, so it's not... It's not... That's not an epidemic. Well, that's good. Um, That's, like, worse. Yeah. I just... (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a frustrating thing because, like I said, while I... While with, like, this issue one, for example, like... I do support people getting rehabilitated. Um, I also think 
it's still against the law. You know, you st- you still had to get your punishment. And I think you can still get help by, you know, you get to feel your, you get your punishment, but at the same time, you're also getting rehabilitated at the same time. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to remember, though, a lot of these people, though, how do they get their money? They steal. They rob. Well, yeah. They do all sorts of stuff. So you have an innocent person that's driving to work, minding their own business. Next thing you know, they're getting held up at gunpoint, or they're just someone just they're at a stoplight. Someone just throws them out of the car and takes their car because they want to sell their car for drugs, or they get held up somewhere by by some heroin junkie that has a knife and robs some innocent mother with her children, you know, to take her uh-huh. money out of her purse because they want to support their drug habit, and that's kind of like the main reason I guess I'm against issue one because I feel. I just fear, and I feel like these other, these other more serious crimes, it's going to create more victims because all these people are going to be let out of jail, basically, and then they're going to be roaming these streets, and a lot of them, like I said, that I've dealt with, and just in general, even like you said, people don't want help, so then guess what's going to happen? They're going to try to fuel their addiction. They said they could work their way out the suburbs. They just random people on the street they could try to rob for their money. So Yeah. Well, and then um – it's not only just like when, you know, let's say this, let's say jails start doing actually like rehab, right, and bringing in like doctors and like social workers and all that stuff. Yeah. Now what we what they need to do once that's done said and done, let's say like they do a ninety day type rehab thing and their right. body's completely clean of whatever they're in for. Now we need to help teach them get back into society yeah I, I know that there are programs out there that do do that how uh, do, do you know um, how effective they are I, I, I have no i think it has helped people i have yeah. met people that they were in prison for 12 years 15 years and then they actually came back and then they want they went back into the community and they said i wanted to deter these young men a lot of them are, are a lot of them are older gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And they go, I wanted to deter these young men from getting into criminal activity and gang activity, and they try to open up like a rec center for like um, the younger yeah, men in their area. And stuff. Not even just that. Like they try to just get, they try to post up and post up in their neighborhood, and they try to get up or get in their people like in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that. Like, there's a place over in the 5th District, which is by, like, Glenville. Yeah. And, um, like, Collinwood area mm-hmm. over on the east side of Cleveland. And they, they're, wha- I actually met these guys, and I had to do it, I had to do it for work. But we, we met with these guys, and, like, I believe they were all, I know, like, the head guy, he said he had served, like, prison time, like, 12 years, like, an actual, like, prison not like okay. old county like no, no no like a real prison right. like grafton or whatever uh-huh. and he he basically was starting that com- he basically started up this like place to try to get so that um he could get people in the neighborhood to come to get together so they can talk about stuff and try to basically deter and help these young men and that, well, it was mostly young men but it was it, was, it, it could be young females too right you right. know in the area to try to get them so that they weren't you know and you know get involved with crime and get involved with um, gang the big their big thing was like gang membership and going because if I remember correctly he was like in a gang and that was like one of the reasons he was hmm. actually put in prison 
Um, but yeah, I'm like I know there's groups like that, but as far as like actual like groups that the state and cities run, I know there are some. They w- a lot of them. What they do is there's a place off of like Broadway and like 37th area, um, and like over that way. I, I don't know. I'm yeah, sorry. It, it's, I it's don't. I don't yeah, travel too far. Yeah, in it's like too it's much. I think it's like off of it's like off of Broadway. There's a there's actually the one is a female jail and the one is a male jail. Now the male jail is actually that's across the street. They actually have it's more f- it's more like kind of like it's still a jail, but they get to leave, but like they have to come back. So it's like, I don't know exactly what it is. Like, I don't know if it's like they can leave for eight hours, go hang out home, go to work or whatever, but then they have to like come back and serve some time. But it's like kind of get them back. That's interesting. To get them back into society. But they're still still in trouble. They're still in jail. They still have to come back. No, I got you. If they don't come back, you know, they'll be charged with escape. Yeah, right. They'll be charged with crime. But there's there's a facility, really quick, there's a facility that helps uh, at risk kids that's like that. Yeah. to get sent to these homes, but they're allowed to leave for the day, but they have to be back or else right. they're considered AWOL. Right, right. I've heard of stuff like that. That's cool, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I think obviously it's a case-by-case basis, of course. Yep. It should be. But, yeah, I mean, again, you could have something similar like that for drugs. So, you know, I, I just, I get it. I get it from a financial standpoint why they don't, why they want to have these less violent people but the problem, like I said, a lot of people can turn to those violent people because they're gonna s- might be trying to start trying to rob people, take people's stuff, break into people's house. To feed their addiction. Right. And then at that point, then it kind of comes full circle. And then guess what? Now they're classified yeah, now as a dangerous n- person. Well, now it's not just a drug offense. It's a violent offense, too. Yeah, or, a, or like a major property offense, like burglary or something. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I just – the whole – the whole idea, I understand, but just from, if you look at it from, you know, basically the 360, you'll come to find that the idea is good, but I think they kind of rushed it to the ballot before they could really think about, really it. Think about okay, how else can we improve this? Because I feel like it's a step in the right direction as far as the idea, but as far as the actual ballot that's on there it, like i said it's not thought out it's not thought out clear enough and it, it needs a lot of work well and that's the other thing and i know you said we don't really talk about politics but i think uh on both sides um when someone's really keen on an issue they want it pushed really fast when right when no, really yeah, when really politics is a slow game it should be a slow game and uh you know when you get people who are trying to push things very fast no one gets a chance to like look at brexit i don't know how much you know about that what is it brexit i don't know a whole lot either <laughs> about it it sounds familiar but, but i know that once that whole thing got voted for after it all happened people realized oh my god why did we vote for this right because it got pushed so fast so it's like I think when it – like, this is a serious issue. Yes. It shouldn't be taken lightly, and I don't think that any issue that's brought to the ballot um, should be pushed ahead. I really think it should take time to – Absolutely. And actually, you know, politicians need to sit there and explain what each ballot is. Right. And Instead I th- of being something so vague well, and, and I th- using po- political terms, like 
bring it to our knowledge. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think just, I think a lot of the time they get so caught up with how their party thinks and just, and they want to align with their party, which I can yeah. get it. I can get it. Like, obviously, Democrat and Republican, obviously, they they pretty much are on one side or the other because they mostly agree on the same stuff. Yeah. But, you know. But it's been party over people lately, though. Absolutely. And I think, I just, I don't know, man. It, it just bothers me. I mean, like I said, I know we trying to get political. But yeah. Um, well, we're not even really scratching the surface. Right. But, but I just, I think they try to pass, not just this type of law like this, but I just think in general, mm-hmm. they, they, whether or not their party believes it or not, a lot of it is, but they try to push stuff without listening to the other side or even listening for the people they represent. Yeah, and like that us. is <laughs> us because <laughs> it's, it is, I mean, obviously, you know, the one of the reasons this country was founded was tax taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like now it's like laws are passed without a representation because even though they have a rep, it's like a lot of it, they're, they're just doing because they believe in it, not because they're people that they represent as a whole. Sure, not everyone's going to agree with one side or the other. Yeah. And you're going to be either a Democrat or a Republican. But I just, that's just how I kind of feel. No, and stuff. They don't listen to people. And like you said with the media, too, like I feel like the media just w- really, like, when I watch, blows, just blows everything out of proportion. When I watch and listen to both sides of the media, I literally feel like I'm watching two fifth graders fight. Like yeah. it's back and forth. They're just it's just how did when did politics become okay, we're going too far into this. <laughs> but when did yeah. politics become just a name calling game and just like Yeah. She said this, he said this and Well even like those attack ads. It's like here's an idea, instead of doing an attack ad, I feel like I see more attack ads well, from both sides than an actual how am I gonna help you? Because fear plays a big part in human behavior. Right. And um, that's, I mean, they, I'm sure they have a team of people that study human behavior. And yeah, that's what that's that, so, point. so that's the thing. That's what's hard to vote for. It's like, do I pick the guy who wants, or, or woman, <laughs> sorry, yeah. who wants to attack and like show that they're strong by attacking the opponent? Or, because well, like it'll be like a 30 second clip, but 25 seconds of that is attacking it. And the last five seconds is the person going, I approve this message, yeah. and I'll get things done. Or, or well, this, or this. But company. you didn't really talk about what you're gonna do. You just said that. Or people so for and so. People for John Doe cheated their tax like right. last year. You didn't yeah. really talk about what you're gonna do. It's like, oh, this person took this much money from this. I'm like, I don't care. How yeah. are you gonna help me? Oh, that's the thing. I yeah. Um, since I've been in the politics like a few years ago, I have not felt like. I this is gonna sound so bold because of my demographic as a white male but i don't feel represent represented i don't feel like politics have politicians have actually like taken the time to figure out what we want they listen to us but what do you mean what do you mean by we want like you as an american or you as a white male oh not me as a white male but as americans like like um uh, i only said myself as a white male because i know there's more demographics that are there's other demographics that are actually more oppressed than myself. I understand my own. We're not going to get too much into it, but like privilege, I understand. I'm a white male. Very six, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I don't. I feel like the politicians have this good facade of just acting and listening to people, and then when they get elected, they're like, "I'm doing what I want. I got elected. Right. I don't give a shit what you right. told me. I, I I told you what you wanted to hear. That's what it right, is. Right, right, right. So I don't know why you're hysterically laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I told you. <laughs> Damn. But I, you know, I. Th- it's like I told you what you wanted to hear. Right. So, and then you elected me. Well, guess what? Now I'm going to do what I want. Not yeah. what you want. Right. So, I just, I agree. Um, There's a, I, a, I a quote that I really like from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. There's an episode where they all got into politics. It was like very early on. And, uh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, Danny DeVito, his uh, character, Frank Reynolds, his line was like, uh, you have to be a real low-life piece of shit to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at that line every time because I'm like, dude, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, and I think, like, there are people that try to get into politics, but then, like, when you have all these, like, companies, and they're like, I'll give you all this. It's kind of like getting yeah. an endorsement from someone. Right. Uh, you know, there are these, like, these packs, the super packs. Like, oh, I'll give you all this money if you, you know, because then, like, you'll have, you'll have people, like these, like I said, like those big places, and then, Oh, if you support me, I'll su- you know do a I'll do a, a whole campaign ad for free and all this sort of stuff, yeah. or I'll do I'll give you this money and it's like whatever. <laughs> well, we we kind of went off the rails on politics, but I mean, and that wasn't even that that wasn't even bad. We we're just kind of talking. It could have gotten worse. <laughs> oh yeah, um. but uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of. I will say though, kind of stemming from that, uh, from that though. I kind of feel like this issue one kind of pl- it kind of gives these um, these addicts like they kind of gives them like this victim mentality, which I could never understand why people that are addicts and just people in general just try to like use like become like victims on stuff. Like they're just like, oh, well, I'm addicted and stuff, or we need to treat these people as victims, and it's like, okay, I get that to a point, especially when when it comes to drugs. But at the same point in time, you are an adult. Okay, you if you want to get better, then okay, we're here to help. But if you want to go do your drugs, then you have to face the consequences when when that happens, because you are going to get caught sooner or later because you're either going to OD and they're going to find you or you're going to be caught buying or caught having it on you because you're going to be doing other shady things. Right. And uh, um, my counter argument to that is, well, first, I agree with you, but at the same time, when I when I think of victimization towards people who are addicts, it's more of like, um, to me, it's more of like a when someone who is a friend of an addict or family member of an addict is like, look, we see this going on, we want to help you, blah blah blah. It's the wording between the people who care for the addict. So instead of attacking the addict, sure. So like that's where I see the victimization coming in, but not. How am I trying to word this? I feel like I'm stuck. Um, I only see the victimization is when, whenever someone's trying to help the addict and they're coming at it all wrong. True. Or if like That's the, how or I if like the person's trying to get better and they're like, I just can't kick this addiction. But but and that's where I can agree yeah. with you on about like yeah. the whole not being a victim thing. But like yeah. when when uh, family, let's say like an intervention. Sure. You really have to be careful with your wording to try to get someone to become like to to want to become clean 
or to kick the habit right. because right. you can't be like, look, we're sick and tired of you doing this. But because that's not going to want to make them. Sure, you sure. Know, they're g- you have to really ease into that and stop because there is guilt. It's just very, 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 very far back in their mind. Sure. And once that comes to the foreground, then they're like, okay, you know, not everyone, but I, they're like, you know, I maybe th- I can change. Maybe I, I can get help. Right. I mean, and I've seen that show intervention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I've seen where like the person like they didn't care, and then they get a symptom of the intervention, like there, and they start getting real emotional. I'm like, I re- all right, you're right. Like I want to get better. Like, and but then, and then some. I'd probably say. I think 50-50 is even kind of stretching it, but I'd probably say less than 50% of the time, you know, wh- if they even do go to rehab, they relapse almost immediately. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm no expert on this, but when I watch that show and at the end they usually, like most of the time they say six months later they relapse. Right. I'm or, wi- I'm or they died. I'm, I'm willing to bet after they got out of rehab, the support system did not was not as strong as right before they went in. I right, could I could be a hundred percent wrong right. on that. Because maybe you know, maybe the maybe support th- maybe the support was still there. Maybe they didn't want to. Maybe the they got clean and they didn't want to get clean again. They just right. wanted to go back to addiction. There's so many routes that I could talk about on this, but I mainly personally feel that the, you know, I hope I'm wrong, but I hope there wasn't like any ignorance. Like okay, good, they're clean. We don't yeah, have to worry exactly about this anymore. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like maybe that's why the support system broke down because they're like, oh, they're good now. They don't need they. You know I, I really mean? hope that's not the case. Like right. I feel like even at like before addiction and at well, you're never done being an addict, but like um after sobriety, like when you are sober, that I think that's when um support needs to be stronger. Right. And kinda how I guess it's on topic, but it's, I guess it's a little different what we're talking about, but I just thought of something. So someone that I know, a family member of theirs who was addicted to heroin, um, kind of going along with what I said, how they um, how they want to go and they want to steal and do all these sort of things to support their habit. Their family member, this is actually kind of a funny story, but to, they tried to rob a bank in order to get money for their addiction, but they tried to rob it on a Sunday. <laughs> come on, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> At least know that, uh, yeah. Let, needless to say, they got caught. But yeah, I mean that kind of does go along with like, like my opinion as to like, you might see more of that if this gets passed because a lot of these people are getting slapped, 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 slapped on the wrist. I get it if you know you want to help them out and you're giving them a chance of the rehabilitation. But if you know how many how many times do you keep slapping them on the wrist with this with the, if this bill passes before you're like you know what dude you've not learned your lesson. We've sent you through rehab X many times, and you're still doing this shit. Uh-huh. And then, you know what I mean? Where, where do you cross the line? Where, where right. do you I draw understand. a line in the sand? Yeah. Because, like I said, I'm all for rehabilitation. It's just I don't – I would just say most of these addicts, and like kind of like what you said, a lot of them are mental. How many of them actually want help? And I would say I would it's say tough. I would say a lot less than 50%. I mean, I wouldn't know the exact number, but right. I would say it would be less than half. And that's that's the thing I can't I cannot speak for addicts who uh, have abused um, drugs because I don't understand their mindset. Um, but at the same time, you know, that's 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 what they know, and and it's so hard to convince someone, no matter what addiction they're going through, to get help and to get them to stop for hopefully ever. But I mean, 
you you do you get urges. I mean, I'm you're sure. never fully done. Like those Absolutely. urges are still there. Like those there. those intense euphoric memories of those highs have got to trigger some sort of. I mean, relapse is or a part of or, you know, recovery. It's kind of like smoking. Like, like someone's just smoking a cigarette. You know, they get that cold turkey. It's, it's very similar. I mean, oh it's yeah. not as intense, obviously, right, right. but it's like similar side effects. And, um, you know, my one coworker I was with, he um, he stopped smoking, I think, in June. And he's been trying for years. And he went on some, like, um, like Chantex, I think it's what it's called. It's like a help you to kick your addiction over um, yeah. cigarettes. And he goes, he's like, man. He's like, I could use a cigarette for a cigarette right now. I'm like, oh, yeah, you stopped smoking? He's like, yeah, man, I stopped smoking back in June. He's like, he's like, it's not even like I have a cold turkey or stuff. He just goes, I just, he's like, it's just like a stress reliever for mm-hmm. me. So he I've heard a lot of people rev- revert to sunflower seeds. Yeah. A lot of people. with that oral a fixation. A lot of people, like when they do dip and chew and stuff, yeah. a lot of them go to eating because of that. That's why you see a lot of people that are trying to kick smoking ha- ha- habit, they – gain weight because they need something to be oh yeah in yeah, their yeah. mouth so they're chewing or something they're chewing right. food or whatever don't you usually you lose your appetite when you smoke i heard that somewhere. yeah yeah i think yeah because that nicotine in there mm-hmm. also i i wanted to say like uh i know i just said it a few minutes ago but i wanted to make it really clear this one thing that really <laughs> what nothing i'm telling you about oh all right well the one thing i want to make really clear um because there's a lot of ignorance right now with people and uh, drug addictions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. is that relapse is a part of sobriety. That's just that's one on one. Like that will happen. Right. So like no, I, I like these people that overdose and like relapse that are like celebrities, they get dogged for you know not being clean or whatever. I'm so tired of hearing that stuff. It's like, dude, if you actually took the time to look up what addiction is and what goes along with it. You will understand relapse is a part of recovery. It's gonna happen. Why? Well, like, you gotta think with these celebrities too. Like, they're trying to look cool. So what are they? You know, and uh, all the cool people are doing drugs at like all the big A-list parties. Uh-huh. So then, that I think a lot of them get hooked that way, just because it's kind of like they get like you know, um, I guess peer pressure. Not necessarily, hey, want to try this more of. They see everyone doing, it and they're like, oh, I want to try to fit in and look cool with all these other celebrities. Yeah. So. Well, I, I guess my only, uh, my only comparison for that was like Demi Lovato. I don't listen to her music, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. she overdosed, and, and like Twitter ripped like her apart. When you, when I'm you like, brought dude, her up. You I was cannot I brought that up. That's what I, I thought of her. I was when like, you brought that up. I remember how that. else are they supposed to get support if people are just ripping them apart? And you know, you you relapse during sobriety or during recovery. Yeah. Mac Miller passes away from an overdose. Everything is rest in peace, Mac Miller. I think it maybe because a lot of people don't like like her music well, and but but she's a person. That's the thing. It's right, like but you, you gotta, gotta think you gotta a lot of people. There's just a lot of mean people out there. That oh, don't, I know that. that don't Twitter is relentless. And that the they don't the view certain people as they just view them as idiots. Like a lot of people are like, oh, that's just some idiot from Disney. You know what I mean? Like who cares? Like no one's gonna take her serious. Yeah. So I think, I think it's that's a difference. Yeah, I'm not. I don't hate no, her I at all. But I'm just saying that's what I think part of it is. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I would say this: I was I would legalize all marijuana before I would legalize this issue one. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I agree with you. I don't think marijuana should be a, a schedule one. Yeah, 
I, I remember doing some kind of paper on it in high school, and I was like, wait a second. Because I looked up the research, and I was like, why is this in the same category as heroin? Yeah, it shouldn't be. I mean, because you got to remember, like, opiates, though, like, it does help people. Like, you know, you got to think morphine. It was used in, ba- <coughs> used in battlefields battlefields for a long time. You yeah. get shot or you get shrapnel and grenade blown up or whatever. They hit you with morphine, and guess what? Your, 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 your nerves and everything are pretty much numb, so you can't feel that. Yeah. You get shot in the arm or something, guess what? You don't feel that. And it gives you a little high sensation, a little buzz or whatever, too. Here's so the thing, and I, I, I would like someone else to back me up on this because I don't know the whole, all of it. Yeah. Um, but I would never, like, hmm, how do I want to say this? So I think that uh, opiate stuff, like, that you get after, like, surgery and stuff like that, if you really need it for, like, chronic pain after, mm-hmm. might work. But I also think that cannabis can work, too. But I don't know if cannabis works at the same level as opiate would right. for that kind of pain. Right, that's what I was about to say. It might not be as potent as. Yeah. But if if some opiate. way somehow cannabis could do that, we could. We, I swear we could easily replace opiates. Oh yeah, and I put and the cannabis in there, and there'd be less, way, way, way less addictive. Actually, next to no addiction. Yeah, and because I marijuana addiction is mostly psychological. Yeah. Whereas, oh. whereas all the other ones are physical. I read. I read a article and i cannot give the source because i do not remember but it said about one in 11 people i believe it's one in 11 people and that's not 100 percent like accurate because i don't remember if that was the exact day but it was something like that one in 11 people get addicted to marijuana and i just kind of laughed i'm like i don't know anyone i'm addicted to marijuana like there's no way yeah it's all psychological yeah that that is definitely psychological. My my favorite joke about marijuana is that people are like, well, people people seriously are like, oh yeah, well marijuana is a gateway drug to all these other drugs. My favorite my favorite joke is that yeah, it's a gateway to the kitchen to the fridge. <laughs> I mean, I could see that, but I think honestly, I think alcohol is a gateway to all to everything. Yeah, I could see it. You think about it, you go to some party that that's serving alcohol, and guess what else is there? Marijuana, and guess what else could happen? Try that out. Hey man, try this marijuana that's laced in a balming fluid. Next thing you know, you're trying out wet oh PCP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that I, re- I, me personally, I think that alcohol is a gateway drug if used irresponsibly. Yeah. So. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I just, I will, on this show, I will, n- I will never, you know tell someone how to think right. or whatever mm-hmm. and i think everyone's entitled to their own opinion mm-hmm. whether it's for mine or against mine right and you know i'm not going to sit here and say vote no on issue one but me personally i am going to vote no on issue one just well, you're just bringing light to the situation right. you you're not you're not persuading you're not trying to you're yeah. just letting people know what issue one's all about right me I personally, like, I, like I yeah. am going to. I'm not going to say, go yeah. vote no because of this X, Y, and Z. I'm saying I'm voting no right. because of these things that I have seen. I have dealt with these people already. So and I'm the same way. I'll never persuade someone because I wouldn't want someone to try to persuade me on something I stand for. Right. To go the opposite way. Right. I mean, you don't want to be seen as, like, you know, a 
crazy, you know, like Alex Jones, or oh you don't want to be, or you don't want to be seen as a crazy like Antifa member. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So you, you know, you want to be seen as someone that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So I got you. That's just you have. I think while the media, and this is kind of going on a little tangent, a little off topic, but. I know, like, the media, for example, like, they love to feed on these extreme rights or extreme lefts because yeah. it gets viewership. They try right. to persuade people, but take a break from the media, think for yourself. And, yeah. you know, and I, like I said, I'm not trying to bring up politically anything, but, like, with people who were, like, ripping on Kanye for supporting Trump. Uh-oh, like, are you calling me out? No, I'm just... <laughs> no, oh, I didn't even know I, did. No, because I love the memes. That's all I really... Oh, like. no. I Wh- love... I think the memes whether, are really Okay, funny. whether or not... Whether or not you hate Kanye for that or whatever, the guy... The guy... He, he can support whoever he wants. If he... If yeah, that's... If he wanted to support Hillary, I'd be like, all right, dude. Okay, or that doesn't thing, affect me. That's the thing. I'm so... I'm so confused why people are ripping... Personally... Yeah. I think the memes are hilarious. I could care less who he votes for. Yeah, right. Who cares? Like, because <laughs> that's his given that's right. Um, I think everyone's just mad because Hollywood's very liberal. and <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is exactly why. He's part of Hollywood, so they see him on the right, and they see him as, like, this demonic figure. No, he's just a person who... Who has his own opinion. He has he's his allowed own opinion. He, yeah, he's allowed to. I don't... the. M- the memes are a plus though. I can't <laughs> can't get over them. The memes are the memes when, are funny. When he's like sitting there ac- across from Trump, like there was one where they photoshopped Uno cards in their hands, and I fucking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was the funniest thing ever. And he like stood up and was showing uh, Trump this card, and it was a reverse card, and I was like, oh my god, this is so funny. See, like, why can't we just sit down and laugh laugh with each other about that? Why do you? And that's have, you know and, what I mean? and that's the thing. Like, I so. I listened, you know, I told you about, like, the Acacia strain. I, like, mm-hmm. I see them. I saw them uh, at the Agora, and usually he goes on this, like, really long spiel about, you know, you live and you die and all this stuff, and it's kind of dark. And then, like, yeah. the last time I saw them, he's like, look, you have one shot. Don't take yourself so seriously. Like, it was, like, a really positive yeah. message and stuff. Yeah. It's like. When it comes to politics and religion and all this stuff, why can't people just think the way they want to think? Why can't we agree to disagree? I know. Like, and who cares? Th- no, dude, I literally saw a conversation on Twitter. These people were going back and forth. You know what they said at the end? Hmm. Good talk. Yeah. There was no name calling, nothing. Oh, yeah. And that, I those are the good ones, but you don't really see them that often. Everyone's no. an idiot or a, oh, a you're liberal or, or you're racist or, or you're dumb, left-wing, godless asshole. I'm like, okay. Or you're some <laughs> racist. Uh my favorite, my that you're right. That's like my favorite. Just reading, reading through the. I comments try not to read the comments anymore because, like it's uh, yeah. It's well, my dad found a video from, a video of New York, from back in like the silent era. And like you know, oh yeah, there was just black and oh white. Oh yeah, they just played like the stuff, and it was like yeah, there's like no sound. I was like, so how was it? He goes, oh, it was pretty good until I read the comments, and I was like, what happened in the comments? He goes. Oh, the comments were like, well, you notice there's no black people in there. Oh, you notice how nice everyone dressed in it looked like bums. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> they made it a whole issue. And I'm like, dude, can't you just enjoy the fact that, that there's film from the silent era? Yes. Enjoy our history. Yes, some of our history is dark as Everything has to be a social issue. But everything has to be a social issue. This Why is coming from someone who tries to help social issues, too. So I don't. 
Yeah. I think sometimes there's a little bit too much. Yeah, and I get it. If you feel strong way one one thing, you know. Yeah. I you know, I'm not real strong on social issues. Um, I can think maybe one I am, but that that's about it. And uh, like you said, like, and we can't erase our history. I mean, it is what yeah. it is. We were True. founded on, we were founded on certain things that, whether they were right or wrong, most of some of them were right, some of them were wrong. It's part of our history. So you yeah. can't just erase history because nowadays it's not politically correct, or even nowadays it's wrong. But it's just it's history. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Right. So. Although I will say like. Um, I still can't believe there was a girl that got suspended or I think expelled from school, a Native American girl, because the teacher was, I think he was going over Christopher Columbus or mm. Thanksgiving. I can't remember which one. Yeah. And then she said basically her ancestors were genocide. And he's like, that never happened. And they expelled her. And she was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so. Yeah. But I mean. I you know I think there's a lot of misconception about like Native American history too. I think that's like one of the most like complex like histories. A lot of the stuff so prior I think, to us yeah. is complex history. Yeah. So I think you know Oh I did hear I did hear something interesting though about Adolf Hitler. Mm. Although fuck that guy for real. But yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> preface that by saying fuck him. Yeah. But um Agreed. Yeah. I heard he didn't shoot himself. Hmm. I heard he was, like, strung out on, like, heavy drugs and just overdosed. There's, like, new reports, but at the same time, mm. it's like, how do you know that? I don't... Yeah, see, and then I heard I heard there was a report that he was dying of Parkinson's, which I actually heard that was... Wow, I've, I've never heard yeah, of that Yeah, he was dying of Parkinson's. I heard that back on the History Channel well before they used to just play Pawn Stars and actually show <laughs> the And history. Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, there, I was... There was a... A moment where I was like really big into wanting to learn some history and just watching the History Channel, I quickly realized I should just go to the library and get some books because next on Swamp River <laughs> or yeah. River Swamp, yeah, it's like dude, or whatever that garage sale one is, that one where they go around. Oh yeah, uh, I, don't I know. forget. My dad watches it, dude. It's annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I just and I really liked um, actually the Military Channel was actually really cool, but then they stopped airing those episodes because it was like all military history which i'm really big into so that i love that channel but i mean then they got rid of it i was like why, i would why they get rid of it i just think because it was i don't know if the viewership or oh. whatever but i love that channel that channel was super interesting so um they play some really cool movies on there and stuff like that were like historically accurate whoops but i dropped the ball did it Kind of fall. All right. Well. But anyway, so <laughs> I know we kind of went off on a little tangent. Yeah. And it's funny because right. I think it's funny because we're like, oh, we're not gonna try to get too political. I think we said that so much. I think yeah. everything we prefaced by saying we're not gonna get too political, we ended up getting somewhat political. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> though we did, we didn't, we didn't. Let's put it this way: we didn't like overtly come out and support like right. yeah a. I mean, me besides me voting no on issue one. I mean, mm -hmm. other than that, I mean, you know, we both were just kind of like talking about how we just wish it was people actually represented us. So yeah, but I, I, uh, yeah. people can think for what think what they want, believe what they want. Yeah, that's what's great about this country. Mm -hmm. 
But when you go, when you get people who are, are trying to force people to think, make them think how others think. Like defeating you start the whole purpose start of this of yeah, when our you start freedoms. Right, when you start pushing people towards a one mind or one mind track, and that's not okay. Agreed. People need to be open minded. That and was they like need to have their own opinions. That was like I saw there was there was a it was a Bernie supporter and he was protesting and like Antifa showed up and then he had an American flag up, and they like they literally beat this guy for his why? ass because they were like, they were oh, like you think he's a hypocrite? I don't know, but they're like, put that flag away. It's like, no, like this is my flag, right? And then they they beat this guy up, and I'm like, that's not okay at all. Number one, violence, but number two, right. like, you know, and that is not to say that 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 Bernie supporters support Antifa or right. or even su- even support some of their ideas mm-hmm. but or even their ideas in general but that was just wrong it's like dude like the guy's trying to hold his his flag and he, or even just have an opinion and you're going to beat him up for it right. like mm-hmm. that's not okay no not at all so i was that that really made me mad cuz i was just like what kind of country are we to where we're going to use violence and intimidation to try to push a side. You know what I mean? To push ideologies? Yeah, I mean, that that's legitimately... That's like where we're headed. That's And that's like what the Nazis used to do and yeah. communist Russia used to do. Yeah. So... I mean, yeah. it's happening all over. Yeah, it is. I don't care I mean whether... What are those... Uh, they're called like the Proud Boys or whatever. Hmm, what is it? They're like a bunch of Trump supporters with like the... Make America Great Again hat, and they like jump this guy for like I forget what reason, but so it's like it's happening yeah, all it's over. Happening. It's like yeah. So if it's not on one end, it's on the other. So it's like you gotta, you cannot. Yeah. W- there's literally nowhere in our history or constitution that says we're allowed to just do that to get people to. That that goes. To, to you can't force people into one ideology. No, you people are allowed to think for themselves without being intimidated. Yeah. And as long as they're protesting um, nonviolent and, you know, as long as they're not, you know, impeding in your rights, then people are allowed to to do that. Yeah. So, um, that, like, I remember I watched a video where um, this guy was, he was, I forget what he was doing. He was asking people questions about, about something um, and then this female and they're on public property and this female came up to him she's like you can't be here and he's like why not and she's like well because you're a counter protester he's like we're on pro- public property and i'm not even protesting i'm just asking people questions on yeah this. you're allowed to do that and she's like you're not allowed to be here i'm gonna get the police he's like okay go ahead and the police officer is like you can't tell him not to be here he's allowed to have a differing opinion than yeah you. Exactly. you can't kick him off and he's on public property and she's like she just got shut down real fast. She's like, "Oh, <laughs> like, duh." Come on, you can't yeah. let just one person pro like a, a group protest. And I don't even remember what it was even for, but it that's was that's what we did on yeah. uh, campus at Akron. They had these these guys who'd come over and say like, they had these groups would show up with big billboards that said like, uh, "You're all damned. You're all sinners. You're all going to hell." Yeah, and people would stand there and like counter argue, and police would just stand there and just make sure everything was peaceful, but. Yeah, you can't kick someone out for counter protesting, let right. alone protesting if it's nonviolent. Yeah, 
Yeah, like I said. You do that and you're stripping away democracy. You're just literally tearing away at it. Mm. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, you're, that's what makes the country awesome is everyone's different. Yeah. And everyone has different opinions. Everyone looks different. People come from different backgrounds and cultures. And that's what we were founded on. Yeah. And I think that's what makes me mad the most is when people who have an opinion that get like shredded apart by opposing people. Mm-hmm. And you look at all these other countries where they cannot even have their own opinion. Yeah. Like you look like like if if all right, if you want to do that, go over there and try and open your mouth. Right. It's see like see what happens. Like you're allowed to have an opinion. Right. And then it's like you see a lot of people that, like, obviously it's near and dear to me because of my career. Right. But when people are, like, trying to say, like, police brutality and all this stuff is, like, this huge thing. I'm like, dude, go to Russia and try to do the same stuff you're doing right now. Yeah. Like, I guarantee you, not only be thrown in jail, but you'll probably end up in the hospital. because Or police disappear. Or you will not. Right. Your family will never see you again. So. Yeah. I was like, trust me. You don't have it bad. Trust me. Well, yeah, I know we kind of, I know we're gonna, <laughs> and you know what though, I li- I like how we how we kind of, um, can just let it flow. Yeah, we just let it flow. You know, we we. I stumble over my words a few times because there was like I had a good train of thought, and my brain would fart out, and I'd be like, oh man, what am I trying to say? So I no, know this is gonna I mean, be. A, cool I probably though. won't listen to this episode because I'm so embarrassed of like fumbling over my words. No, a few dude, times, I trouble. So. <laughs> no, dude, I I do th- I do that all the time, um, but. No, I like this episode. I know we. Ca- I kind of want to just mostly talk about, uh, you know, the the drug stuff, but um, at the same time, I mean, I think it's kind of cool how we kind of went to like a political slash, not really political, but it kind of was, n- but not too much because we didn't really take a side or anything. We just. I I, we I just think it's funny we kept saying yeah. not trying to get too political here, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Forty times. Yeah, but I, I should I make that a drinking game for our our audience. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just I think that uh, I don't know. Well, I will say this. Huh. Oh man, Red Sox lead the series two to one now, and I'm Houston? stoked. Yeah, they just beat Houston eight to two. I'm. I'm super excited. Huh, that's good though. I'm tired of Houston. Me too. Anyways, so that was a really fun talk, and I, r- I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I like, even though I, like I was saying, and I know how we kind of went. We were just talking about um, the drug thing, and it kind of trickled a little bit into that, but it was still cool because, you know, it's good just to get differing opinions and all that. So I'm going to stop rambling here, and we'll uh, just end we'll the episode off, here, yeah. and that'll be it. So All right. This has been another episode of Talk Matters. I'm Matthew Rook and Andy Armstead. All right. <laughs> you just say a question. You say like a question like you didn't know who you were. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. All right. Mm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>